My entitled family shows up for Christmas at my house, despite the fact that I purposefully did not invite them. And even though I told them that they need to leave right now, they refused to go home. So instead, my family stepped in and put them all in their place in a beautiful display of support that I honestly never saw coming. Here's what happened. So this next story is an update to a previous story we covered on the channel, where the original poster had to deal with their family members basically breaking into their house and changing the locks in some kind of weird attempt to try and force the original poster to allow his brother to move into their house. It was all very unsuccessful, the police were called, and eventually this guy told them to get lost. And this is an update that the original poster provided to give us more information as to what happened next. This is what he had to say. So first off, for those who commented in mass to get cameras, I plan on doing that when I can afford it. I'm still in financial recovery from buying a house last year. And as far as I know, good cameras need a decent computer to record things on. And I don't have anything more than a three-year-old laptop that runs Windows 10. And I am aware of doorbell cameras, and that will probably be the first thing that I buy. And for everyone else saying that I should have gotten my brother and sister-in-law arrested, well, the only reason I didn't do that was because they are parents. Their kids need them. And if Dan, my brother, was arrested, he'd likely lose his job. And without that, his family has no money. And my sister-in-law has a baby that's only a few months old. So neither of them need to end up in jail. But you don't need jail to get revenge. The police can help, yes, but I got payback without filing a police report. But would I be this merciful again? More than likely not, and they know it. So I decided to wait on making an account and posting until the new year, just in case more stuff happened, and it did. As previous readers know, my sister-in-law was making passive-aggressive posts on social media that were obviously directed at me, especially after my sister-in-law had her fourth baby in November. She was posting the same repetitive nonsense over and over again. She just found semi-clever ways to reword it. But she pretty much kept regurgitating that she was tired of living with my parents and there isn't enough space. She needs her own house and all this other stuff. I know I sound dismissive, but if you live through what I have with these people and you would also be ready to sarcastically play tiny violins in front of them too. They're just that bad and it all is so self-imposed. And just like I was assuming of waiting until January to say anything, more stuff did indeed happen. I stated before in a previous post that I had invited half of my family over to my house for a Christmas Eve party, and everyone I invited all came along, even though it was a fairly long drive of around three to four hours for some of them. But they wanted to come and show their support for me. I was praised by a lot of them for how hard I'd worked to get a house on my own, and that they were sorry for everything that I'd went through. I was asked why I didn't just take my camper and drive the three hours back to them instead of living pretty much homeless for so long, and I had to sheepishly admit that I was still very attached to living around here, and I had my best employment opportunities in this area. My hometown doesn't have a lot of great opportunities in my field, if any at all. All I wanted was to make my own way as much as I could, an answer they overall accepted. We moved on to have a rather nice party, and it was the best I'd ever had in years. Some relatives even brought CDs of great Christmas albums, and I have to say, the one my uncle brought of Ray Charles was my favorite. He sings Christmas songs like no one else I've ever heard. It was a grand and happy time. I felt like for once I could just forget my past issues and enjoy the moment, but I wouldn't be writing this story if it had stayed that way, because something definitely went wrong very quickly. About two hours into the party, you know who showed up. My parents, my brother, and sister-in-law all popped in trying to look like they were smiling. They didn't even knock. They just walked right in my front door like they were meant to be there. I shut off the music and told them to leave immediately. They begged to stay in the house and said that they even brought some gifts. One of my uncle 
people stood up and yelled at them before I got another chance to speak. And he said they don't deserve to be in my home or my life after all the stuff they tried to pull months earlier. And he was backed up by several other relatives. Mind you, this guy is my mother's brother and he used to love her to pieces until he found out about all the garbage that went on between me and my parents. My grandparents, who are my mom's parents, as old as they are, rushed forward and got between us and said to my parents that if they want to make amends with me, it's far too soon. And they've never been more disappointed in them than they were this past year. They'd hidden their favoritism from my brother from prying eyes for a long time, but no one was fooled anymore. And they needed to make a serious effort to try and actually treat me like a son if they ever wanted to be in my life ever again. Then they turned to Dan and my sister-in-law and said they've seen the repetitive nonsense that my sister-in-law keeps posting about online. They are simply tired of it and they just want her to let it go already. My house will not become their new home. My sister-in-law then went back to her old standard of crying and had a pity party about how she should be the one living here and not me. She plopped down in a chair to have a tantrum and say it wasn't fair I got this house to myself when I have no family of my own and she has four kids that need more space and she just wanted a better place to live in and feel like a real mom. It was petty of me but I loudly pointed out that she sucks as a mother because she lets my mother do most of the parenting while she sits around all day drinking playing on her phone and going out and spending all of my brother's money and she has the nerve to complain about it. My sister-in-law then demanded to know if I was calling her a bad mom and I said the evidence speaks for itself and if she wanted to be able to afford to move out of my parents' house someday, then she needs to put her college degree to some use and get a job and learn to save some money for once. My mother already does most of the childcare for my brother's kids anyways, so she'd have plenty of time after her baby gets a little bit older. My brother's eldest, who's seven years old, ran up to start kicking and screaming at me for yelling at his mom and he kept at me, claiming that his mom said I was a bad guy who made her cry and didn't let them live here. That's when my brother grabbed his son to pull him away, but all the other relatives jumped back in and this sort of turned into a family intervention against my sister-in-law and my brother. She was crying, her new baby was crying, her kids were crying, even Dan was nearly in tears from the verbal lashing that he was currently being hit with. He ended up just sitting on the ottoman I keep my shoes in by the front door and looking like a complete wreck. He couldn't look anyone in the eye. He couldn't even say two words to me, not with a whole house filled with angry people ready to judge him if he even tried to let out his inner golden child ever again. If they weren't there to get in his way, I would bet that this would end up like a repeat of the last time where they would try to order me around and try to take my house like they did months earlier. By this point though, he'd been so thoroughly humiliated that his and my parents' reputation in the family was completely destroyed because the masks were all off. Soon after my parents, brother, and sister-in-law all left in defeat, the party resumed and we all avoided speaking about what just happened for the rest of the evening. Since most of the adults had been drinking, everyone stayed the night in my house. I even let some of them sleep in the camper so there would be enough space overall. I have to admit, it also makes a good guest house. In fact, my relatives all wanted a tour of it earlier as well and they said they couldn't believe I'd been living in it for about two years. I got a lot of questions about it, like what summer and winter was like and so on. I was up earlier than everyone else Christmas morning and had a fresh pot of coffee as well as some ibuprofen for those spiked eggnog hangovers that a few of them definitely would have. I was complimented on being a way nicer host than my parents ever were and we all agreed to do this again next Christmas. After Christmas, my sister-in-law did finally stop making posts that were obnoxious digs at me and deleted all of the old ones as well. But shortly after the new year, 
year, she more recently made a post complaining about how she tried to convince my parents to get a camper like I did so it could be set up in the backyard so Dan and his family could use the whole house as their family home. Well, a taste of one's own medicine is never fun because my parents turned down that idea. No one is going to push them out of their own home, let alone their master bedroom. The post was up for a couple of days before the sister-in-law removed that as well and she has hardly posted anything since. She loves to complain, but if a tree falls and no one is around to hear it, can it still complain? Well, my sister-in-law, I guess, has realized there's no point in doing it when no one hears her anymore, and Dan can't afford to move his parents out on his salary alone anytime soon. If they end up expecting another child in the next few years, I won't be surprised. Things mellowed down for me since then, and I've even invited friends over for a poker night. I suck at poker, because I can never remember a single thing about it. But so what? We get to have some drinks and eat some junk food, all while being complete idiots. We all loaded up on Whoppers from Burger King and just had at it the best way four grown men can when they just want to have a good time. I think maybe around summer, I'll look into possibly dating someone. I'm not exactly getting younger here, but fingers crossed that it goes well. My camper for the most part just sits idly in my yard now, and I have to admit, there were some days that I went out there just to spend some time in it. I did live in it for two years after all. It's like my second home, and maybe one day I'll actually get to use it for camping, just like it was meant to be. I've never actually been camping. My parents considered it a waste of time, so it'd be a completely new experience for me. And this pretty much marks the end of what happened. My parents, my brother, and sister-in-law have all been staying very clear of me. In fact, they seem to have gone back to acting like I don't even exist, which is exactly what they did before I bought a house. Not like that bothers me at all. It's better that way. But they will inevitably come back in some kind of way. I know they will. But it truly makes me wonder what kind of stupid thing they'll come up with next just to try and insert themselves back into my life. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. 
That really is a nice conclusion to this story, and I'm honestly really happy for the original poster here. For some context, this guy went through a lot of garbage just to get what he has in life. He had to live in a camper because his family refused to help him out, and his brother and his sister-in-law were incredibly cruel to him when he basically had nothing. But he saved up, he worked hard, and he was able to buy his own house, and his family basically tried to kick him out of it. It was absolutely awful, and honestly so uncalled for. So the fact that he's able to have not only family in his life, who understand where he's coming from, but also defend his good name, but also finally have some peace and quiet because his extended family is incredibly toxic. And for the sake of the original poster, I seriously hope he never has to deal with those people ever again. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. An entitled customer that I was serving at my restaurant job got right up in my face and started screaming at me about the menu that we had. Things got so bad that a new server had to take over and try and deal with these entitled, ridiculous customers. Here's what happened. So in all my three years of serving, this has got to be one of the worst tables I have ever served. This group sits at my section and are immediately rude to begin with. So I already knew right away that they were going to be difficult, just not as bad as I even imagined. They spent at least 15 to 20 minutes trying to order and wouldn't even let me go up and check on my other tables, even though they were clearly not ready to order and were First of all, I was slammed busy, so I got behind in my rotation because of these people. Eventually, they do order, so I finally run off to put in their order and check on my other tables. At this point, all my other tables are ready to close out, so I drop off the checks and I go over to check in on this difficult group. When I asked if they were doing okay, the one lady comes over to me with the menu and points to the champagne bottle and asks me, what is this? Now, I'm very confused by her question because it clearly states on the menu what what kind of champagne it is, and it has all the information that she would need. I say to her, it's our only champagne that we offer. It only comes by the bottle, but I am able to bring out as many glasses as you need. She then rolls her eyes and yells at me, that's not what I'm asking. Now at this point, I'm taken aback, because I have no clue what on earth she is asking about, and she's now screaming in my face. She then points to the price on the menu, and asks me the same question all over again. What is this? And I'm left scratching my head as if I'm supposed to understand what she's talking about this time around. So once again, even though I'm confused, I say, we only offer champagne by the bottle, and that is the reason for the price. She then screams again, that's not what I'm asking. And at this point, I'm just incredibly uncomfortable. And when I'm uncomfortable, I tend to laugh. So I say in an uncomfortable laugh, I'm really sorry, I am not understanding your question. She screams at me again and says to me, how do you not understand me? What is the matter with you? At this point, she turns to her friend and they start discussing if they want to order the champagne bottle. Meanwhile, my other four tables are all waiting for me to close them out. I knew this group would take a while to decide, so I said to them, I will be back in a couple of minutes and give you guys some time to decide if you want to order some drinks. I step away and I go deal with my other tables. I then see off to the corner of my eye, this lady screaming at my manager for about 10 minutes. Afterwards, my manager comes over to me and tells me that they requested a new server and that it would be better to move them to a different section. And you know what? I am totally fine with this decision, since I absolutely did not want to deal with being screamed at anymore. I then later found out that this group thought I was judging them because I didn't think that they could afford the bottle of champagne, which was honestly never even a thought in my mind, as I was just trying to figure out what she was asking me in the first place. The server that took over for this group even told me later on that their card declined at the end of the evening, and they were also giving him a hard time. 
time. Never in all my three years of serving have I had a table request someone different. I was just trying to be as polite as possible, but instead I got screamed at by an entitled customer. What an awful group of people. I mean, they basically went into that restaurant and decided, you know what, let's cause some problems. And who just points at a menu and starts screaming, what is this? What is this? Without even further specifying what it is you're even talking about in the first place. Like, that's honestly obnoxious, and it's just equally as disrespectful for this stupid customer to assume that anyone would know what they're talking about. It's also kind of disappointing that the manager didn't kick them out on the spot. Like, I can understand you're trying to be nice to the customer, and you're trying to be accommodating, but it's pretty obvious that they're being irate for no reason, and they're clearly treating everybody like garbage. Not to mention their card got declined at the end of the night. Like, come on, really? You went to a restaurant and now you're trying to play this game? So hopefully these people never come back to this restaurant because these people have an awful attitude and there is seriously no good excuse to even begin to justify the way they were acting. My entitled company that I work for is incredibly hostile and aggressive towards their employees, firing people for no reason, as well as refusing to pay their employees for travel as well as other necessities associated with it. So as a result, myself as well as the rest of the people that work there decided to get malicious and we intentionally wasted so much money that this company eventually went out of business. Here's what happened. So I used to work for a company about 15 years ago that involved constant travel every month, both domestic and international. We were based in New York, but a lot of people lived all around the U.S., which worked out since we rarely had to travel to New York if you played your cards right. There were two main ways of making this work. You could volunteer for an assignment before your normal rotation started, and they would fly you from your home to the work location, or if there was work at or near your home location at the start of your rotation, you could just start at home. If you did the second option, they would pay you at a reduced rate for the time it would have taken to fly you from New York to your home city, where you're now starting your rotation. The travel pay was minimal. It was paid one hour for every three hours of travel, but it was a win-win. The company saved money on airfare, and you got to start close to home. I was living in Hawaii at the time. There was a lot of work in Hawaii, so I was fully taking advantage of the option to start in Honolulu. Since it was roughly a 10-hour flight from the East Coast to Hawaii, I got paid about three hours, and the company didn't have to buy someone airfare to get there. It was a win-win all around. Now, this company could be very petty, as well as very aggressive towards its employees at times. It was a really strange company culture. They would fire or suspend people on a whim, along with other questionable practices. For example, I witnessed two employees get fired simply for being in minor fender benders with minimal damage and no injuries. The kicker was they even fired their immediate supervisors over it. It was totally random when they would go off the rails with someone, so everyone just walked on eggshells. It was a terrible place to work, and I was trying my best to find another job, but the job market wasn't that great at the time. I was able to avoid the petty drama for the first year and a half that I worked there, but it finally caught up to me. One day, I noticed that they were not crediting me with the proper travel pay for starting in my home city. Now, sometimes that happens, and you just need to call it in for them to fix it. Up until now, it hasn't been an issue, so I call in to inquire about it, and I'm told they don't pay travel pay. I remind them of the policy and that I've been using it lately without any issue. They then transfer me to a manager who tells me that it has never been a policy. I tell this manager that as recently as two months ago, I spoke to someone in their department to arrange it, and it wasn't a problem. The manager tells me that they are going to research it and find out who it was and counsel them. And at that point, I remembered the person I spoke with two months ago was this manager. So I informed them that they were the ones that fixed it last time. Their response was, oh, well, we don't 
don't do that anymore. I said, okay, and ended the call. And apparently, after that phone call, I had really ticked them off somehow. I have my suspicions of what happened, but whatever. So now it was time to get some malicious compliance involved. So for the next month, and just about every month after that, I volunteered to stay early for an assignment in Germany. Now, instead of paying me three hours of pay for the flight I don't have to take, they are now paying the pay and airfare to fly someone else to Hawaii while also paying for my business class airfare from Honolulu up to Germany, along with the pay for the travel. They're paying several thousands of dollars in airfare simply to try and save paying me a couple hundred bucks. I kept this up until I was finally able to quit about six months ago, and I got a lot of airline miles out of it as well. They also had a policy where if you were working in a place where they knew you lived or had friends or relatives that you could stay with, they would not pay you the per diem if you cancel the hotel reservation they had for you. So everyone would just check into the hotel and then go stay at home or with their friends or relatives. Now, instead of saving money on the hotel, the company was paying for the hotel and the per diem. This kind of thinking was common at this company. If they thought you were getting something too good, they would spend all kinds of money to make sure you didn't get anything, even if it didn't cost them anything or if they were saving money in the process. A few years after I left, the company ended up going out of business. And this is clearly no doubt thanks to their short-sightedness as well as their mismanagement. What an absolutely awful company. I can't imagine working for somebody who's seriously going to be that hostile towards their employees. Like, what on earth is their problem? You would think that they would be eager to try and save as much money as they can, especially if they're going to be flying somebody from Honolulu over to Germany. That is not only a very expensive flight, but also a really long one. Like, why would they not just pony up the money and prevent having to pay for all this extra stuff? And you can bet when you have a company like this that treats their employees like a bunch of hostile individuals and acts like they're expendable and they can be fired for whatever reason, then you can bet people in that company are going to retaliate in a very malicious way and try and waste as much of their money as possible just to try and get back at them. If I was in this company, I probably would have done the same thing as the original poster. So honestly, there's no good excuse for the way this company was acting. They acted like complete morons and they were being unnecessarily hostile towards their employees. So the fact that they went out of business honestly is not that surprising. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.